Hello and welcome to Gaming the Podcast. We are a weekly show out every Tuesday. My name is John Robertson and I'm joined by Stace Harmon. And this week we are talking about Deathloop, which is the game that everyone seems to be talking about, everyone online uh, anyway. People seem to like it. It's being, being awarded very, very good review scores and uh, everyone... Everyone on Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc., whatever other avenues there are for communication on the internet seem to love it. Um, so, Stace, do you love? Do you love Deathloop? I, I very much like Deathloop. Do I love it? I don't know, not yet. I do, but I do very much like it. it. Is I'm really enjoying it. I would say it's not. It's not exactly what I thought it was going to be. In kind of, and that's a good thing and a bad thing in certain areas. But it's, I don't know, like, how did, what's your, like, when I saw the trailers and things, the, mm. I had something in my head that was much more, kind of very much more action orientated and on a, on a sort of tighter loop, if you yeah, pardon yeah. the pun. Um, and it, it seems like it's not that. Is it, I mean, is that, maybe uh, that's just me, I but don't how's know. your expectation? I don't know. I don't think, I can't remember seeing a trailer right. all the way through i i saw like the you know the the posters and so i had mm. like a, a a general idea of the vibe of the the visuals at least the aesthetic mm. not really mm-hmm. the gameplay mm-hmm. the but the um the vibe so for me it is kind of what i expected it given um expected it to be given that it's from arcane who mm. you know the the dishonored games prey um to me it kind of feels like it's a it's it's like Dishonored, but with some of the more sort of finickety elements taken away, and then yep. Dark Souls as multiplayer and a roguelike sort of progression system kind of bolted on. Yeah, that's a nice, yeah, succinct back of the box kind of summation of what Deathloop is. Yeah, yeah, that and that it all makes sense. I think I initially expected it to be a, like like was going to have arcane uh the sort of arcane fingerprint for sure and it definitely definitely does have that and iteration uh is a big part of it that i want to sort of talk about in a bit but the yeah i can't i viewed it from the trailers and you know more for me perhaps for believing what the, the trailers showed but I, it i thought it was going to be like a very yeah very sort of tightly directed uh action orientated thing where it's using some of the stuff that arcane's done in the past and applying it in a much sort of more concise and again tighter sort of package and but to nonetheless i'm i'm glad that it isn't that i'm well, glad because I, I think well, i thought it was gonna be more of a one-trick pony i I, thought, I i think it is that though i think it is much more action orientated than anything they've ever done before i spend a lot of my time exploring you know and again this is a good thing for me I, i'm actually i'm surprised that i'm there's quite as much creeping around and like going into labs and reading stuff you know i I think i wasn't i thought it was going to be sort of very much like a yeah like a action orientated thing where there wasn't the law is sort of baked into the world but you're not spending a lot of time like gathering clues and reading up on stuff and so to that end i'm glad that you do i'm glad that that's what i've been spending a lot of time doing um yeah well i agree with it yeah okay yeah so seeking around and looking at stuff reading stuff um, <clears throat> absorbing the world and the narrative and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's it's not just all action, but I think when it comes to no. combat, it is far more action orientated mm-hmm. in its mm-hmm. core design than Dishonored is. Um, <clears throat> and I and I think while you can play it stealthily, Arcane have made it much easier and mm. much more rewarding to play it 
um, action orientated. And I think that they know, and and I think they encourage people to do action orientated things. And I think one of the main, two of the main things of that is how the enemies act. So mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. cone of senses, not just their vision, but their like hearing, yeah. especially, yeah. is small. So yeah. you can take people out with guns and people around the corner don't know that you've yeah. done it. People that you can see, people that are within your vision that you can see that you would expect perhaps if I shoot this gun, they're going to notice. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. It's kind of, there's like bubbles or pockets yeah. of like, yeah, like and here's a bunch of enemies and then you can take these out without the whole island coming, you know, coming down on you. Like it's, yeah. yeah. Whereas in Dishonored, that was sometimes, it felt like that for me. Sometimes it felt like I'm stealthing, I'm doing really well. I've crept up behind this guy oh shit i've screwed it up somebody see me and now i'm dead because yeah. now there's like 500 guards <laughs> yeah and i'm not good enough to get out of this well it's close to impossible for most people to get out of it and dishonored in that way and but then also on top of that when you kill someone they disintegrate they dis- so you yeah. don't have to hide yeah. bodies yeah so so i think the game they have designed it in a way where action is completely legitimate like mm-hmm. um while mm-hmm. stealth is as well but that's why i think like it's not necessarily Whereas, whereas Dishonored was a stealth game until you messed up, I think in Deathloop, yeah. being action first can be, is, is completely fine. Yeah. From, yeah, from a design level, with... not just from a player choice level, yes, from like for how sure. it's been built. Yeah, yeah it's not, yeah, because it's one thing to say, oh, you can play your way, but if the design is kind of acting against you, then really you can't, can you? It's like, it's all good and well saying, yeah, you can yeah, go you're stealth, you can go. The system all yeah, the time. it's like, you're not, yeah, you're not just fighting the NPCs, you're yeah, fighting against how it seems like the designers want you to play the game. And Deathloop for sure is far more forgiving in that way i mean it is far more yeah like it's it's up to you and if you want to and i think the fact that the there is only a finite number of enemies and quite a relatively small number of enemies it's it's not unusual for me to clear out most if not all of the enemies in any given section of you know like the complex or up down or wherever and then spend a good amount of time just exploring and digging into stuff and it reminds me in that way of how Hades makes me feel, which, you know, I'll be referencing from now until eternity, I think. It's it's that thing of you can progress multiple different threads at any given time, and there's reward in doing that. You might go into an area, there not be anybody to, not be any visionaries to kill. You're the sort of the main bad guys that you're there to, to kill, to break the loop. But you might go in there, kill a bunch of you know henchmen and then look around and find that oh i found a code that then pertains to a door that is in a different area that i need to go to yeah. at night time or i need to go to in the morning and now it's afternoon so now i'm gonna have to wait until the next day and so you're always kind of progressing these little multiple threads it's kind of the, like i don't know like capillaries of mm. progress um and sometimes they're bigger or the the narrative reward for that is bigger in some cases than it is in others sometimes it's just oh you find a, a code to a safe and you get you know, a new gun or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's a much more like actual story arc kind of progression. Um, yeah. So I've, yeah, it has that feel of you always, I feel like I'm always making progress is the, is the point of that for me in the same way that I do in Hades. Yeah. 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 And, and I've, I've tried to make progress through, cause I know um, you typically, and I've already said, you typically play games in a stealthy way where mm. uh, as a, as a, as a priority, if 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 the game allows um and you mm. and you have here as well and i and i typically do here um but i'm not that bothered if it, if it mm. goes wrong mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. i just kill them all whatever yeah. <laughs> um and you and you're yeah. pretty 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 early on in the game you get good powers and weapons and, yeah. and whatever to be able to, to be able to do that um 
on a couple of occasions i have though just gone into levels with the intention of just ridding it completely of enemies and then just yeah. walk around and yeah. just and just look around and see what i can find yeah. and what clues to pick up and what new pathways to take advantage of or yeah. whatever yeah um and again that's a completely legit way of playing like that's you're fully open you can that's fully open to you as a, as as an option which um which I think is pretty, even that seems like a small thing, I think it's probably actually a pretty big thing for a game like this that's like a stealth shooter, action shooter, whatever, a power-based shooter, um, to, for the designers to allow you to say, okay, you can just rid everything, but the mm. level still continues and you can just do whatever you want. There's still a, yeah, there's still a point and there's still a, yeah, and I've found like, you know, bunkers and certain open windows that you can only get through, through doing some platforming and, or you need certain, some of the certain powers, like the, the blink, uh, effect to get to a certain area. Um, and yeah, those are kind of the times that I enjoy the game the most when I have cleared out the enemies, the enemies are kind of a, they're sort of an inconvenience to be dealt with. Uh, they're not really like a major threat. They can in numbers. They can be. I think yeah. it's you know you can get overwhelmed quite easily. If you get um, in a place with a, with one of those um, turrets as well, they can, that can just end. Yeah, they they, they chew through your health pretty pretty handily. And then but then the life system obviously is, is geared to allow you to make mistakes that aren't yeah. permanent. That don't that don't you know really damage. It's like your okay, you charge into this area, you get beaten up and then you're like, oh, okay, I will be a bit more careful that time. Or you stumble into something and, it, and that's what it's there for. I mean, the, the power that allows you to do that is literally called reprise or reprise, depending mm. on how you view it. And that's what it is. It's like you get a, this second chance. You get a... And that's what it feels like. It feels like chances rather than lives. And it's a, a minor sort of fiddly pernickety point to make. But yeah. because it doesn't reset your progress, you literally watch it rewind time well, no, that's probably the key thing. It doesn't rewind time. It doesn't put all the enemies back to where they were. It doesn't say, it, right. oh, if you picked something up, then now you've got to pick it up again. Like, it's just, it puts you back yeah, a safe yeah, distance yeah. away for it's you to then... It's your personal position in space-time. Yes, that it, that rather it, than the it. level, rather yeah. than the world around you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it is very much like a chance in that way, rather than a, oh, you died, you've got to go back to the checkpoint and do that bit again until you get good and 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 do it. So yeah. you can make that iterative progress you know, and chip away at something if you need to, if you, you know, finding something particularly difficult, you've got, yeah, your your progress doesn't reset towards your end goal of killing all eight of those people in the area or whatever yeah. it might be. Well, I think that's one of the best things about it for me. And the reason why it's better than Dishonored, I'd say it's better than all the Dishonored games. Mm -hmm. um, because it, it, it does allow, as in through some of the reasons you've just explained, it does it does allow exploration of your abilities and also your imagination in a mm. way that is mm. way bigger and way grander and way more rewarding and less punishing, like less punitive than yeah. Dishonored does. Because like in Dishonored, you're not going along a path and then trying to find the right solution for that specific moment. And then you progress and then you probably never see that at that point in the game ever again. Mm -hmm. Like this allows you to make mistakes. It allows you to try new things. Like if you... Like, I don't think the point of Deathloop is to say, okay, I've worked out exactly how to stealth past this bit now and then just do that same thing every single time yeah. uh, for yeah. ever more every time you get to that place. I mean, yeah. you could play like that, but the levels change and you get new abilities and stuff all the time as you revisit these places. So, or you can equip new abilities after you get to a certain point, um, equip your, change your loadout to allow you to become a wildly different sort of mm. being. Mm -hmm. Um. So I like that the game is about learning and 
continuing to learn all the time rather than repeating and mastering a single thing in a single place um, yeah. i think that's one of that plus something else that we talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> are the two things that i think make it quite a lot maybe not quite a lot better but quite a lot more interesting than definitely be- better than dishonored but on a design level on a what it's actually trying to do level it's yeah a step beyond it's the uh, way dishonored. that i think yeah it's the way that it empowers the player i think for me is that thing of like it, it does encourage that experimentation implicitly because of those reasons you talked about it does give you the tools and the options to experiment yeah without those punitive kind of uh punishments um it's like it reminds me a bit of like you know Groundhog Day, like Bill Murray just mm. playing with the idea. So oh, okay, I now understand that I'm in this loop. It means I can yeah, this guy just punch this guy in the face who comes up to me, or I can I can launch into this huge monologue, or I can do this thing because I'm playing with the idea that I can do that and I'm not going to be punished overly for for doing yeah. it. And it's and that's a that is an empowering thing. And I think that yeah, the difficulty. So there's a couple of, yeah a couple of things on that difficulty. I mean the fact that there's no optional difficulty you don't get to choose at the beginning of the game what difficulty level you're going to play it on um you just start playing the game i think that that allows for a far more like uh it's a more consistent experience the designers know that this bit the the relative difficult of this difficulty of this bit is x because it's like there are this many henchmen um or eternalists as they're called and there's two turrets and that every player is going to kind of see the same thing. And then it becomes about how you approach it rather than how difficult it's been designed because, oh, you lose more health on hard difficulty or whatever. So that is, it kind of just clears that out. And it does, to me, it kind of says, subtly, it says that the combat, as much as you walk around with a gun and as much as you have powers that are broadly combat focused for the most part, that's not really the point. For me, it's not like the combat and how difficult you find it is not the point of the game. It's that's the thing that you do in the game. And it feels for me, I like the narrative fit of it, that cult is, uh, has a certain power level. So the notion of him being like, he's, you know, his head of security on this island mm. or was the notion that he would be taken down by one single person is that it's, he's not meant to be, he's meant to be tougher than that. He's meant to be like a tier above all of these henchmen that he's offing. Um, yeah. And the only person that can really challenge him on that is Juliana, and it's not because mm. she's more powerful, but because she's got more knowledge. She knows that she knows yes. more about the loops of the world. She knows more about the power. She knows more about what people are doing at certain times, so she can take advantage of the information. That's narratively, anyway. Yes, gameplay yeah, wise, sure. yeah. you just mow her down. <laughs> but like, but as she fits, <laughs> well, into she the moves story, around more. That's like <laughs> gameplay wise. She just, she, yeah, she doesn't stand still and let you shoot her. Is sort of, no. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I will just stand there and you shoot it, and then it's oh, I should probably get my gun out now, and then you shoot it again, and then oh, I'm dead. Oh no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah um, and then the other thing. So the other thing kind of is linked to death. But uh, in the last episode, spoke about um, uh, the last episode was you know what makes a great um, RPG. And uh, one of the things, no, it wasn't, it was settings, sorry, it was settings. And one of the, yeah, one of our favorite settings in games. And one of them, one of mine was schools. And one of the reasons for that is because schools uh, have a way of forcing a new way for the designers to, like, you know, enforce a a sense of time and that creates tension and drama. And this does 
you know, it's almost like they it's almost like they heard me complaining about that there's not enough time time based <laughs> tensions and dramas and mechanics in games and now they've just hastily added this onto Deathloop. But <laughs> um, and, then, and then and then released it one day later. <laughs> but um But yeah, that that's one of my favourite things. It does something new with with time and it does something new with time in a really interesting way and in that it's time and space and it's time and characters actions and it's time mm. and learning like everything in the game is based around time in some way and and the pressures that it puts on the time that you spend in the game like yeah. whilst the game doesn't really punish you too much for dying there have been like one big example of where i was in a level for like 45 minutes mm. maybe 50 minutes an hour and i'd done all this stuff and i collected these weapons and blah blah and then i died use these all my reprieves and yeah like that's, that's okay that's lost now i've got to go i've got to go yeah. back in yeah and- uh, well the same happens if you just quit during a level like even if you haven't lost any of your your reprieves or your lives like if you need to just stop playing and, you know, you can obviously put it into rest mode, but if you need to stop playing on PS5, if you need to stop playing and, and put something else on, then you lose your progress. You go back to the yeah. beginning of that time period, that time slot. So, yeah, yeah. In like, it's a bit like Returnal in that way. Like, there isn't an, a safe uh, quit-to-menu option within those time periods. I mean, it's much less punishing than Returnal in that way because that was you know, hours and hours yeah potentially. you've literally um, just in definitely you just like, literally got to get to the exit and go back yeah. to yeah. the menus um, yeah and you get to check out right like, I, like that ties into the difficulty thing as well like you get to the risk reward thing you get to say okay i've, I've i'm down to zero I've, i'm on my last life my last reprise and uh i want to take a certain amount of this stuff out of the level or I want to progress time oh. because I want to go. And it's like, so I just need to get out now mm. and I need to cash in my chips and get out rather than pushing further to do that extra objective on the menu. Uh, I need to just say, well, I'll have to come back for that you know, yeah. another day. It's, it's also worth pointing out as well. I meant to say at the start of the episode, but if you, if you listen to this on YouTube, then you will see us playing Deathloop mm-hmm. um, on, on the big video screen. Yeah. Um, have you on checking out of a level early? I haven't done it yet, but I've been thinking about a one way to spend time is just going into a level just getting loads of residuum and just getting out and then just just um infusing like farming basically yeah i haven't no i haven't done that there hasn't really been so this is another thing that ties in again to the difficulty thing is that we both have the deluxe edition or the collector's edition or whatever it's called on ps5 and that comes with a couple of weapons that you get and that's kind of, there's a little bit of that that's a problem for me because I'm using one of those weapons um, and because of the way that you get gifted them as part of this deluxe edition, you don't have to res- uh, you don't have to imbue them with residium to ha- to always have them because it's like well it's like you've paid the money for them effectively so you've got them and one of those guns is like a silenced pistol that's great for you know silenced headshots when you're playing stealth. And I'm still using that. And I feel like that does undermine a bit the thing of finding yeah. a really interesting weapon and wanting to use that. Because the other ones I was using were the nail gun type ones that you sort of charge up. And again, it's the silenced headshots really that I'm all about. Um, and so there's a little bit of like, well, that's kind of a shame because it 
it hasn't taken it away, but it's delayed that gratification because I've needed to get further into the game to get better weapons than that one that I've had since the beginning mm. in order to be like, yeah, I, this is something I want to keep from one run to the next. So is, there's a little bit of like, it, I mean, basically it's made the game easier as far as well, the curve. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, and, and, and that happens with these kinds of in-game items, right? Like it, it can screw with, yeah. the difficulty or the pacing of something. And that's why often it's just a cosmetic thing, but this isn't, this is like a genuinely good gun that can change how it feels. Like the experience I have versus somebody else who doesn't have that addition will be different because mm. they'll spend longer trying to get that first really good gun that they, they imbue with residium in order to keep it from one run to the next. So yeah, there's a, that's kind of a little crinkle for me of like, yeah. I mean, I know I could just not use it. I understand yeah. that. But it's like, you know, you've got it. It's there. It's a purple one as well. So it's a quite a rare uh, weapon. And it's, yeah. So that type, that kind of impacts the difficulty in a negative way for me. Because it does, it's like, I don't feel like I should have this. I shouldn't be fine. I shouldn't be as blasé about this group of enemies as I can be. Because I've got this weapon mm. that I basically just, yeah, bought effectively. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, um, that has happened. If you get, I've noticed some RPGs where that's a problem. Like you won't necessarily get a superpowered item, but like a weapon, but you'll get a bunch more like mm, health mm-hmm. potions or revives yeah, or whatever. Thing, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's often on an RPG, it's often like when you get to that fast boss, it's just like, well, you know, whatever, I'm just going to use this extra Phoenix down yeah. I've got or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And just just yeah. pick someone up. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I haven't even used that silence pistol. <laughs> I, I like, I like the, the difference. The futuristic looking shotgun is absolutely amazing. And then that yeah. big Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I've got thing. one. Yeah. I've got one of those. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I like the, the different effects that those have because it becomes, once you get to a certain point in the game, it becomes less about, Oh, I want that level rarity and it's like well what does this do oh this particular gun when you get headshots it makes them explode and it damages people nearby so it's that kind of almost diablo-esque like uh yeah the what like the traits of a weapon um not just like what the actual weapon is um and sometimes because i think they're procedurally generated from what i can tell it's like you'll get an smg that's silenced and it's like well that's that doesn't why do i need a silenced sm if i'm going the smg route then i probably don't give a damn if it's silenced or not it's It's like how it's like how I used to play Call of Duty, like the silenced, uh, you put a silencer, you have a quiet SMG and you have the quick run thing. So right. you just like run around the map, just, just killing people and not, yeah. not popping up on the, on the, on the mini map. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty different in, pretty different in, in Deathloop. Um, I don't know. I think the other thing, I don't want to always compare it to Dishonored, but I mean, it's arcane, so it's difficult not mm. to. It's sort of, it's sort of like an evolution of that. So, so it's hard not to. But I'm also very happy that it's gone away from like, look, the first Dishonored looked great. Don't get me wrong; like, it mm-hmm. looked, it looked new. Well, not new, but it looked like you know different, and it looked uh, impressive and imposing and all that stuff. But yeah. after three games, like, I'm glad that they've gone away from that mm. sort of dark dank and depressing yeah yeah look yeah, and yeah. i think and i think it's interesting to and i know they're not the same game not the same franchise um but it's interesting to compare them because it does kind of feel like even though the architecture is different and like the props and the furniture and the sets is like amazing like i'd love to mm-hmm. live in a place that's designed death loop style but 
it's still it feels like it's the same world though like it feels like dishonored was like 150 years before yeah, death loop or does, something yeah. so even yeah. though it doesn't uh, you know it's not depressing in that uh, it's it's totally different color palette and that like the lines of the buildings are still the same and like there's some certain sort of architectural similarities that do kind of yeah. cross over yeah and that, yeah and that and it, that's reflected for me particularly well in the music and the way the the sort of the twangs of the music, you know, it's got that sort of sixties like. I think in one of the in one of the recordings that you did uh, of your opening hours of Deathloop that's on YouTube for people to watch now, you referen- you mentioned that that it's like it's like a sort of a cooler version of a James Bond kind of uh, yeah film, but and it has that sort of sixties spy who loved me kind of vibe to it. And in and in having that, it, it kind of there's a little bit of tongue in cheek element, and the you know the back and forth, the dialogue between Colt and Juliana is very you know it's wisecracking and it's very you know witty and one liners and that kind of thing. It's, it's far more light hearted than than Dishonored ever was. Um, yeah, but the characters are they're light hearted, but the characters are also better. And even though most of mm, the Juliana mm-hmm. Colt um interactions are like at the start of the level with like juliana teasing him or telling mm, him that he's mm. gonna kill her kill him and whatever and then colt sort of trying to do these witty replies yeah um there's more like it's written well enough and it comes at um a good point as you like you know she's your introduction to like every level really mm. or every every run at least for a, a while um and that even that small small like you know the 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 structure that they've used to introduce those small bits really work to make those two seem like more than the sum of their sort of written parts you know yes yeah and that and again that's kind of the that again for me is that sort of hades of not of hades effect it wasn't like hades was the first game to do that but it's the one that sticks with me often and it's that thing of i'm going into this new well, level and revisiting a level really, but I'm going into it at a different time of the day or I've just found out this stuff or I've progressed this particular narrative thread and now I'm going into the next section where you get that bit of that sort of intro dialogue. And there is like a, oh, you know, what's, what am I going to, how am I going to be rewarded? What, how are they going to progress the narrative using this in the same way that in Hades you die in a run, but you get to go back to the house of Hades and speak to people and progress those, those narrative threads. And this does that as well this is like you you're learning more about and i think because they've used this the amnesia kind of the old amnesia uh trick Mm. you're learning about it at the same time that colt is you're learning about who he is and what this island is and through those interactions so you're being rewarded um in multiple different ways you're being rewarded for a thing that you've just done on a previous level because now you get a bit more dialogue now you get a bit more insight and yeah for the most part those are I think almost exclusively are just kind of flavored text. They are just like, yeah, set in a scene. They're not, Juliana isn't popping up and giving you a code to a door. She's not like, you know, uh, you, you've unlocked this. It's like you've unlocked this narrative reward rather than this gameplay reward. Yeah. So yeah. And that, and the, I do, yeah, I agree. The characters in general are, I think, oh, well, better written. I mean, they're more interesting to me, certainly. They're, they're more, I like the, the fact that there's this group of, random what seem random individuals in the visionaries they each have their own personalities and the way that they interact with each other reading through their like uh their messages to each other Mm. you can see the infighting you can see the you know jealousy and and feelings of inadequacy and all that and that they're getting at each other and you get it's that sort of voyeuristic thing of being able to 
look in from the outside on that and and sometimes use that information in a gameplay from a gameplay perspective as well like play one off against the other by doing certain things so it's there's yeah there's always something happening i feel that is then just giving me uh yeah rewarding me for for playing and and kind of i saw one review that talks about like it respecting players time and i can see i understand how that because i think it's in that sense that you you always get something out of a level whether that's oh i found this cool new place that's got a lock on the door so i need to come back to that at some point there's like a there's always something happening you're always being kind of rewarded for your efforts of looking around and and being interested in the world that gets yeah, rewarded because you find out more stuff and you, you get more stuff to do off the back of that. So yeah, yeah. it's, that's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very well done. It's that, it, and that's the iteration thing. That's where the iteration comes from for me as well, that it's iteratively designed in that way. And in the same way, on a book, in a bigger sense that you can see the iteration from Dishonored through to Deathloop, mm. um, which have, yeah, is, yeah. Have you, um, when it comes to sort of learning the visionaries and their powers, have you had any that have been particularly difficult to kill? Because I haven't really. Um, <clears throat> I think the most, some, some, two of them I've killed without them seeing me at all. Mm. Uh, and like from a far, like on what, uh, Zia, the, the artist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who's got a really cool sort of bedroom sort of, apartment thing yeah. complex area um i opened a door with her lobbed a grenade in lobbed another <laughs> grenade in and then she just died and then i, I got and then i got a trophy for like them not even knowing i was there in the whole level or something but it wasn't like well it was kind of stealth i suppose but i just opened a door lobbed grenades and shut a door and she died yeah um, i haven't had any that have been particularly i mean I, yeah i've had experiences like that but less but kind of more comical uh i think harriet was one of the uh i think she's the one that has the nexus thing that links people together i believe but she so that was like a yeah like a comedy of errors because i was stealthing around and then was trying to get through a window that had mines on it or something and i threw a grenade in there to blow them up and is that the one in the hangar that's got the poison gas yeah yeah yeah. And that then alerted her. I didn't even know she was sort of in the vicinity. It alerted her. She came in to see what the explosion was. And I was like, oh, nuts. Like, that's the person I'm trying to kill. And I just threw another grenade in, shot her a couple of times. And it wasn't slick by any means, but it got the job done. And I think what is I like is that you, that's cool. Like, it's the game's like, yeah, okay, well, that's valid. That's a valid way of killing this person. But you get rewarded. You don't get punished, but you do get rewarded if you do it. You know, the the whole goal of what you're trying to do is get them all in one place to then be able to kill all of them to break the loop. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, base level, sure, you can throw, you can lob a grenade and kill this person. And, you know, it happened almost by accident. But you're going to get rewarded the more slick and the more time you spend in kind of bringing mm. them all together, which is why it's cool that you can do things like upgrade the slab mm. powers. It's not just like you get it. It's like you can get, you up, get to upgrade it by killing these people multiple times. Uh, and again, you get like more bites of the cherry, you get more experimentation, you get more like, okay, that was the brute force approach. Now let me try and be more subtle and yeah, yeah, follow the breadcrumb trail. And that's like hit, there's Hitman stuff in that for me, like the opportunities in Hitman of like knowing a person's going to be in a certain place at a certain time and following through on that. And that's when you get the little like animated cutscenes. Um, they're sort of like, they're not monochromatic, are they? but they're like, they're, 
they're not in the they're not in they're not using the like the game engine as you see it on the screen they're like the hand drawn sort of um almost comic book style cutscenes that you get again as like a little reward for achieving a certain set of narrative um criteria yeah um have you got any i mean we have to wrap up very shortly but have you got any so i the my favorite slabs are the invisibility one and the one that makes you super powerful and what i often do is i'll just use invisibility to like get myself into the best point or possible with loads of enemies around me then i'll turn on the powerful one and just unload and just, just surprise <laughs> just absolutely obliterate them so i'm well, still so i'm yeah. stealthing into the best position just to like yeah, turn into just arnold schwarzenegger just from, into from commando yeah. <laughs> and just unloading well and interestingly it's very it's it's very uh it just highlights yeah the way that we we play games and approach things like this my favorite is probably nexus is one one of the contenders for my favorite because i i haven't found a point yet where i don't get satisfaction from linking multiple of them together and then one silence pistol shot to the head of one of them mm. and three of them are dead and it's just like that hasn't got old for me i just yeah. i really there's a satisfaction i get from that that i would have thought would wear off and it's like, no, I actually really yeah. enjoy that. See, and I've then... used that one pretty successfully. I use that one sometimes and I've used it pretty successfully by like linking a few of them together. They're all bunched together mm-hmm. and then just running up to one of them and just assassinating <laughs> them. And then they all die. Yeah. It's just, it's like, yeah. The end result's the same. Just the way of getting there is, is slightly different. Um, so yeah, I think probably the final thing that I, I do want to mention, and I've touched on it already, is the iteration and, and that in all its forms because i think it's quite rare that you you have a game that takes quite directly from a previous game by from that same developer's back catalog but that it takes quite directly from one of their previous games and this does that absolutely with dishonored and the powers literally not even just the notion of powers but the powers themselves are have very direct like analogs in in the dishonored series and I th- that is an interesting approach to me because it's like there's a confidence in it or a and it's like arcane is interested not in just here's an idea we're going to use this for 10 minutes then we're going to chuck it away which can work really well like the mario games are lauded for doing that kind of thing like they, it's almost an embarrassment of ideas there's so many creative ideas in that that they don't necessarily have to use this thing you get this particular type of uh not power but you get this ability and now you're going to use it for the rest of the game in mario it's much more like yeah you're going to use it for two hours and then you're not going to see it again so the mario games get lauded for that arcane are almost the absolute other end of the scale because they're taking powers from previous games let alone you know earlier in the same game but that notion of iteration i think it's very interesting to see then what that the benefits that arcane can reap from that and the way that they can set up what is effectively a toy box is how it sort of like again like Hitman. It's that sort of here's a here's a toy, almost more so than a game, for you to here are the criteria, here's the rule set, here's the is you know, here's the causation and effect kind of thing. Have at it. Like go yeah. and find out. And that's I think that's that's come from them saying, Well, yeah, we're not done with this stuff from dis-. you know, it's not I mean, this is arcane, it's not like they didn't know what else to do. It's not like, oh, well, hmm, we want some powers, but uh, we c- we can't come up with any. We can't think of any more than the ones we've already done. So let's just use those. It's a very deliberate expl- further exploration of those powers. And that, so that in an iterative sense, I'm, 
I'm glad they've done that. I'm interested in, but then also in some of the ways we've talked about already, the iteration of doing that same thing, doing that same day across those four different time periods again and again, and progressing and learning. And it's not repetition. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's iteration. It's your, you're moving things forward all the time. And that's, there's a lot of games that I've been like really kind of vibing with recently that play on that idea. And yeah, Hitman is definitely one of them and Hades is another. And that's, well, it works for me, but what does it, like, are you interested in that in the same way? Because I know that often you'll play games. It's like when you feel like you've seen kind of pretty much everything the game has to offer in terms of ideas, you then might say, well, I'm kind of done with it. I'm I'm satisfied. I don't need to get to the end of this game necessarily to see what everything has to offer in that sense. I know what this game is. I've played it for X number of hours and I'm kind of, kind of done with it. Yeah. I mean, I probably will get to that point with this, but the way that like the loadout system works, that so it's like, as I was saying before, like your character is so adaptable to wanting to do different, to being mm. able to do the different things that you want it to do, depending on what trinkets and what slabs and weapons you've got. Um, and you know the levels are changing and you're trying to you know sort of corral these people in through the levels like i've never i haven't got to a point yet where i think um well yeah i understand the structure of the game etc but I, I certainly don't think i've gotten close to seeing sort mm. of all the game has to offer on a potential player engagement level like there's still a lot more things i think i can do and experience rather than like yes, if if I got to a point where I think okay, I've tried every combination of this and this, and now I'm just going through content, then mm-hmm. that might bore me. But I don't think I don't know. Um, maybe on that level, you'd never be able to see everything in Death Loop, and I'm not aiming to see everything. But certainly, mm. um, certainly no. Like the way the loadouts, the powers, the the time, all of that stuff links together. There's, um. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm I'm get I'm a, I'm sort of at capacity with um learning new things and mm. therefore I'm just going through the motions from now. Um which yeah. is which is in pre which is in other games why sometimes I get bored of them. Like because it does in a lot of games it feels like you get to a point, you've learned absolutely everything, the game doesn't really task you of doing or challenging you in any new ways, and now you're just going through the content motions. Mm. And unless yeah. the story is really good, I just don't care. Yeah. Um, it just yeah. stops becoming, uh, you know, it's not engaging anymore at that point. Yeah. Like you're just going through the motions. Um, I am slightly concerned in a, in a positive way, I suppose, that this is going to be one of those games that I'm going to spend a lot, uh, a lot of time in. Like, you know, we've done episodes on Hades, like 400 hours in Hades. I don't know that I'm going to approach that with Deathloop. <laughs> most but I'm people concerned are taking... that I'm going to be playing it for a long, long yeah. time. Most people are taking like 15 hours to complete it. <laughs> I think uh, I've probably already done 15 hours. Yeah, and that's, well, yeah, and, yeah I'm not no, no, nowhere near done with it. Completionist is like 30 hours, most people mm-hmm. were saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 400 hours. I mean, what's that? Yeah. What I may do? stretch to get to 400, but I th- yeah, I'll be doing it for a long time. Play as Juliana yeah, a lot and invade people for mm-hmm. 370 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 370 hours as Juliana yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a podcast episode alright well that was Deathloop um, let us know what you thought of it do you like it is it uh, do you not like it is it better than Dishonored is it a stealth game is it an action game is it is it everything is it none of those things have we got it completely wrong um, we are at Indie by Design on all social media platforms Instagram Facebook Twitter etc 
Uh, and you can go to our website, indiebydesign.net, to check out the books that we write on video games. Uh, other than that, we'll see you next Tuesday. So stay safe and have a good week. <laughs>